This episode of The Blur Mob contains explicit language. While we want everyone to enjoy the show, sometimes we may say things that are not appropriate for all ages. So, in other words, mom, dad, granny, we cussing. Discretion is advised. King G. Grossite ENT. <laughs> Rock with it. Rock with it. Rock with it. Rock with it. Let me, let me pop my shit. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me pop my shit. Hands up. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Blurred Mob. I am your host, Foop. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any other streaming service, make sure you hit that follow button so you can get updates from the mob. Today, we're going to be talking about The Eternals, and we're going to be doing a movie review. So The Eternals dropped Friday, November 5th, 2021. So, going to go ahead and say, spoiler warning. So if you have not seen the movie, I'm going to need you to put that thing in reverse and come back later. Um, Otherwise, you're going to hear the whole movie at this point. <laughs> so joining the mob today, we got a full house again. The Gurna Otaku boys are back. Ace and McMillian and Ryan and Ralph are back as well. So how we're going to do this, guys, we're going to um, start with did the movie impress us and give it a rating out of 10. We're going to go into what we didn't like about the movie. We're going to go into what we did like about the movie. And then I have a couple of dis- like discussion questions that I want to get into relating to the Eternals. Are we rating it so, from the jump? I mean, we did that for Venom oh. the last time. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about it first. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> nah, we, we, <laughs> about, to get in, we about to get into you, it. Uh, yeah, no, that's us who do the rating at the end. We about to get into it. Shit. So I wanted to start with the rating because I wanted to start with the rating, but the other reason why I wanted to start with the rating is because episode five, we already pre-rated The Eternals. I gave but it a seven. Ace gave it a seven going towards an eight. Okay. Thank Ryan you. Ryan gave it a six going towards a seven. McMillian gave it a six going towards a seven. And Ralph gave it a seven. So now we're about to see if our true rating after watching the movie <laughs> matches up to what we decided last episode. So starting with me, did the Eternals impress me? Uh, sure. I'm, I'm pretty much neutral for this movie. I would give it a 5 out of 10. So mine dropped from a 7 to a 5. And I would say 5. Um, I did like the movie, but nothing really jumped out at me to really love this movie. I don't hate it. Um, I would watch it again. So I'm just gonna go that neutral five. So okay. let's go next. You, you reminded me of my old score, and I was pretty consistent. After me and Jay watched, I sure did give it like a six and a half. I honestly enjoyed the movie, but I guess later on, once once we get into the discussion, but one one point I wanted to make as a movie, independently as the internals, not as a movie within the MCU. I actually enjoyed it. I even have a favorite character out of it, and it was actually my expected favorite character, and I enjoyed it. It didn't just impress me like go above and beyond, but I enjoyed it. 
Six yeah, and a half. Kind of in that same boat. Um, I think mine's went down from a seven to around a six, six and a half, something like that. Um, now as you guys are already saying, it's 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 a movie. You know, I didn't dislike it, but I didn't just like it was just like you know, wow, it was, this was just totally amazing. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so yeah, no six, six and a half. Okay. Um, I think. Okay. Uh, I was just gonna say that I think mine from the pre-review to now is basically still the same. This is like a high five, solid six, maybe. Um, not to get too much into it, but I enjoyed it. It's just there were things I felt that were missing that didn't grab me as much as I thought they would, mm-hmm. and uh, therefore I I have to give it a round of six because it's it's not. It's not a story that necessarily you're not into, but it's more of like the constant all the while while I was watching it, I was like, I I just feel like I'm missing something. I couldn't tell what it was. But the movie was enjoyable, the story was there. It's just, you know, something was felt like it was not that wow right. factor. Yeah. Maybe it might have been that, but also I I did like I said, I'm not trying to get too much into it, but the characters also didn't really as much grab me all the way either. But we'll we'll talk about it more later. Yeah. It it kind of didn't give me that wow factor that Marvel normally does, but you know it is a a start, so I was perfectly fine with it. You know I don't want to get too deep into it, so I'm just leaving it at that. So we're pretty much in the the average range for the movie, which I agree it wasn't bad, but it, I agree with McMillian. I felt like it was missing something that could have took it over the top. So it wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. I I don't know. I didn't leave the theater like with an impression. I was like, wow, like it's different from how I felt when I watched Endgame because I went back and watched Endgame like three times in the theater. I mean, but that's Endgame, though. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm just saying, though. I'm just saying, like, true, that might not be a fair comparison, but you know how certain movies that yeah. you watch and maybe you would go back to go see it again. Like, I, if we were doing a Shang-Chi uh, review, I may have went back to the theater and watched it because I did thoroughly enjoy it. It did have some wild factors, but this one is kind of that I'm going to wait till it drops on Disney Plus or like DVD or something and watch it again. Podcast, podcast Master, can I ask you a question? The same one I asked Jay What's when up? we finished watching it. If this was not a Marvel movie, like if Eternals was its own independent IP and this was just a movie that you did not compare to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, would your rating be different? Would you have enjoyed it different? Would you have enjoyed it more or less if you didn't have that anticipation of how does this connect to the MCU? How does this involve into the world? How does this connect to the lore? Like if this was completely independent, would your rating change? I don't think so. Um, because I went into the movie theater expecting a different type of Marvel movie to begin with. So 
in a sense, you could look at this like a movie outside. It does fit into the MCU, but you could look at it if it was outside of the MCU. But I think I still would have gave it the same rating. Okay. Just because this is this is a completely new thing. And when you ask that question, like movies that popped up in my head that kind of felt the vibe of how I was feeling about it is maybe like and it's like Hunger Games or um like the book series type movies, mm-hmm. Divergent. It kind of felt like that to me. It felt like an introduction movie to a saga. Right. That's what it felt like. So I think I still would have gave it a five just because of execution alone and not how, just not because it's a Marvel movie or where it's supposed to fit in into all of this. Okay. I would agree. But um, yeah. to go into what we didn't like about the movie, um, my dislikes aren't like make or break things for me. But there were some things that as I was watching the movie, I kind of made a face at because like maybe this could have been done a different way or I wasn't really understanding the the point of why this was happening. So the first thing was Icarus's betrayal. So we get towards like the end of the movie and I can't remember who was talking to Icarus. But they were like, um, you know, tell us what the, it might have been Kingo. And yeah, he, was yeah. looking, was he was looking to Icarus to lead them and tell them what they should do about this celestial problem. And he's just like, you know, I'm not who you think I am. And leading up to that, the only glimpse of he has some he had subtle suspicion. I'm going to put it like that. Like. Cersei mentioned that. One day, Icarus just up and left, left her. And so I'm trying to, in my head, I'm trying to figure out, okay, so why'd he leave her? And then for it to turn out like it was, I was like, there wasn't really anything that was giving away that he was like prime suspect number one. So when the plot twist happened, um, that he was the one that killed Ajax, and he knew about the celestial thing and the deviance this whole time. I was like, okay, that's a plot twist, but it really didn't hit me as hard as I think the plot twist should have. Like, you just murdered, you're responsible for the murder of our leader. You knew about this, like, the whole time, but I didn't really feel the impact of his betrayal as I should have. It felt weird when it all came out. I it kind of felt sudden, a bit too sudden for me. So I see where you're coming from with that. Uh, maybe it didn't hit you as hard because these are new characters, not necessarily new characters, but they they was just being introduced inside the MCU, and so you know we just getting to know them more and stuff like that. So maybe that's why it didn't hit as hard. Um, but you know I, I feel where you're coming from with that though. It it could have been that, and it could have just been that. I didn't really care for Icarus as a character either. So, well, looks like we lost Ralph. He'll be back. But it could have just been that I really didn't care for Icarus as a character. That when his betrayal hit, it didn't really... The hurt that the other characters felt, I didn't feel that hurt. I Correct. I couldn't 
you know, I wasn't like, oh my God. I was just like, okay. I think I want to say what I feel like the reason you may feel that way is probably for my biggest dislike, but I'm gonna let you finish because my biggest dislike, I feel like could have been a cause for that as well. So the other thing was, um, so Cersei takes over as the leader of the Celestials over Ajax, but her being chosen because, so this is the thing. This is what made the betrayal start to make sense because when Ajax died, everybody started looking to Icarus to lead them. But it was Cersei that was chosen by Ajax to lead everybody. And mm-hmm. for that to be part of the plot twist, they really didn't emphasize on it hard enough of why is Cersei the leader. It was like, okay, she's the leader, whatever. Hey, Icarus, what do do you want us to do? But they weren't really (laughs) touching on, I guess they touched on a little bit, but not hard enough of why was Cersei chosen and not Icarus as they should have if this was going to be part of the plot twist. Because it comes out at the end when, you know, he bursts, he puts the suit on, he bursts in, he starts attacking everybody. And then it was like, then they asked the question. Why was Cersei chosen and not Icarus? And then it was like, ah, you killed her. And I was like, okay. It, that makes sense, but I don't know. I, it's just like some of those pieces you could have touched on a little bit more if it was going to lead up. And that may just be another reason why I didn't find the betrayal convincing enough. Or it could just be one of those things where they try, like, a deception type thing that you want us to see Icarus some type of way. And then, oh, he's not who you think he is. But that that switch, I didn't really feel it. Mm. My last thing, and it's not really a dislike because there are some things that I did like about it. It was soap opera-ish. It was like that soap opera type MCU movie that I thought it was going to be it it was more relationships and talking then they did have fight scenes but it was more so I guess like the documentary thing that Kingo was doing that's what it felt like so we're just <laughs> we're going on a trip is is it is what it felt like instead of um the action-packed MCU movies that we usually get so I was mm-hmm. expecting that going in, but I just thought it would have been a bit more. Yeah. But like I said, these aren't make or break things for me. It was just some stuff that I was like, oh, okay, here we are. Mm-hmm. See, if I had one dislike, <laughs> like one solid dislike or rather critique. And what it was is that this movie chose to do a character ensembled cast and they introduced essentially how many of them was it? Five or six? Ten. It was like ten. It it's was ten. ten. It's, it's ten. ten. Yeah, it's I see and that's that's hard. That's that's very difficult. If you've ever read a character ensembled book, watched the series, one of my best favorite one of my favorite movies slash series that did a character ensemble is the magicians. And the thing, the hard part about doing a character ensemble is already hard making each character 
independent of one another, giving them their own personality, their own wants, their own desires, their own motivations, their own intentions, and then making all of those prevalent into one series slash, in this case, one movie. Each character, I feel like, did have their own personality. I feel like each character is giving way more time, a few more movies. Everybody could find one they liked. I actually saw the ones that I thought I would like. However, when you throw all of these characters into one movie, you got to the plot is solid, but no one character got enough time for you to build a strong relationship with or to even understand the dynamics. Like we saw the dynamic with Cersei and Icarus and how they were together and then they separated. She fell in love with a human, quote unquote, fell in love. We see Sprite like having a crush on him. We see the other characters, the fast girl and the dude who could control minds. I can't remember all of their names. We didn't get no, we didn't get no attention to that for it to be a soap opera e type of movie. It was hard to focus on all of the characters enough for you to build that bond. And I feel like that's why I said my I feel like my one issue kind of connects to yours, Portia, because when you have this character ensemble cast, it's difficult for me to say, ah, oh, this plot twist hit hard. How could he betray her? Why would he, why would he, why would they all look to him as the leader? Why don't they understand Ajax's opinion on picking Cersei? It's hard for you to get that impact because you just got un- introduced to a whole cast of characters and each of them honestly got a fair amount of screen time. And I feel like that's not really a dislike, but that's why this movie, like in the beginning where we said it felt like an introduction movie, I feel like Eternals 2, Eternals 3, depending on how many come out, can be very, very enjoyable because this did set a pretty solid foundation, but it's hard to execute on a character ensemble. It's really hard to execute that, especially when if you're not like the Avengers, where each character in the freaking Avengers had their own independent solo film and then a few Avengers films prior to that, you can't do that. Like, yeah, Avengers was great, but look at how much preparation the Avengers had before becoming the Avengers character ensemble movie. It had a lot. It had a lot backing that, which is why it was so That's good. True. The Eternals yeah. came from the jump with all these characters fall in love with them, and I feel like for what they did, that's why I said I'd give it a six and a half. It was good, but what they—that's an ambitious task. It was really difficult. I, think I, I agree. I agree with that, and as you were explaining it, I think that might have been my my thing that we're jump we're jumping we're learning about all of these characters. And then you're trying to throw in this big plot twist. But because we've been jumping around, I can't really feel for the rest of the, like, hurt for the rest of the characters. Like, I know it's, like, it was fucked up, but I couldn't feel for them the way yeah. that I think I should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then um, touching on the point where how you mentioned that, you know, every character got, you know, only so much screen time or whatever. Um, I think, like, the the amount of screen time that Kingo and his bad lady have gotten was maybe a little bit too much. Like maybe they could have spent. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was comic relief, but they also could have spent that time doing other things. Though, though, it was you know funny here and there. I would give them that, but it's just that you know some of that time they could have spent somewhere else as well. Though, that's true. I wouldn't disagree. Mm-hmm. But it was funny though, so I'll give them that. I'm 50, 50 on that. <laughs> that man pulled out three. Y'all remember that scene? He pulled out three cameras. Three cameras. <laughs> Trace. He said, You got another one? <laughs> gotta come prepared. My man said, dedicated. You stay ready. You ain't gotta get ready. Right. He was dedicated. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey. 
Who want to go next? Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Like they thinking, I guess I'll slide in next. Yeah, go ahead. Um, <laughs> one of my dislikes that I have with the movie is I wasn't expecting to see a lot of action scenes in this movie. Mm-hmm. But the action scenes that I did expect to see in this movie, I expected them to be... You know, I expected them to be great because, you know, as you mentioned before, Ryan, you know, this is a number ensemble type movie. And as we know, you know, from the Avengers and stuff like that, the action scenes in those movies were, you know, were great. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just expecting this. The action scenes that I did get was not to the level I was expecting them to be until we got to the climax. Now, when we got to the climax, okay, this, you know, this is it right here. I'm I'm fucking with this. This is, you know, this is what I thought the whole movie should have been just a little bit toned down and, you know, until we got to the climax. other than that, I think one thing I didn't like, y'all, somebody mentioned it earlier, the little romance between Jurek and Makari. It, it almost came like that came out of nowhere. Like, yeah, we saw that one scene with them at the um, at the bar back in Babylon. Now, I don't know if that was a bar, but we saw that we saw them at that one scene back in Babylon and whatnot. And they had that one interaction, but you couldn't really get too much just from that one interaction between from no from Jurek and Makari. So it just kind of feel like that whole thing just came out of nowhere. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I, I guess that's the thing now. I guess if they would have um, gave their relationship a bit more time, like they did Cersei and Icarus, maybe it would have yeah. made more sense. Correct. In a three hour movie. And, <laughs> correct. And then I guess the last thing that really I didn't vibe with is just, I guess the villain of the movie who was the villain? Um, <laughs> so, so, that's the question. You, you, Who was you mean the villain? To tell me, it's ten of right? us. It's ten of or us. Was it the but the villain is, the, the villain is, is a group of five deviants, though. Like, come on now. And like, yeah, and slash Icarus. I, I don't, that's a I don't good know. point. The villain, that's a good point. The villain. Who is the, the villain? villain? The villain was uh, the Celestial. What the fuck was his name? Ashram. 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 Reshiram, Pokemon. Um, <laughs> I guess they had um, levels. Like deviants are like yeah, level, but, but then even level with the deviants, so you mean to tell me it's a group of ten of us, but we only fighting like five of these guys? Like, come on! Now. Hey, they had the they had the smoke for the well, Mars. <laughs> and that one deviant I, came I out with like one of them started from the jump. From the jump, one of them started healing themselves. They punched him, and he was like, <laughs> "Oh wait, wait a minute, <laughs> I'm gonna beat that." Yeah, and I was also about to say only only it seems like only what four of the actual turtles have like fighting ability. That too. Yeah, yeah, that too. I, I guess, I guess, but I mean, I I guess I don't know because like for all the stuff that Cersei could do, I felt like she was underused. Like she can literally change but she, matter, but well, some of the stuff was she was like, was, like towards the end, she, could, she didn't know that she could do. She could do that. well. She correct. Had- no, I give no. I give you that. I give you that. But just, but just like the very first scene, we run into the Eternal, not the Eternal, into the first Demon. Right? It was like she couldn't do nothing, not even to protect herself. Really, well, yeah, but she, I, I, I mean, would, like, I would give it this: she can't that- change living matter, and also, but I will also agree that she probably. I don't. What's weird to me with Cersei's ability, I would feel like after a couple of thousand years, you would be more creative with it. Thank you. She could have been like the girl okay. off of Invincible who had a similar ability, but I. I, I want to. Adam Eve. I guess probably, like. Yeah. I guess to put in some factors. Um, one, when we were getting the flashbacks to like them going through the ancient times, um, mm-hmm. 
Cersei wasn't using her powers for like high battles, high intensity battles anyway. So, Mm -hmm. so then fast forwarding when this deviant shows up, she hasn't used her powers in years. Like she may, oh, use yeah, it. No, she I've, might use it for like small point. stuff, but she hasn't used her powers in years. She hasn't fought in years. Yeah. So she has, for, I forgot that they that they were that they were uh, you know yeah. right watching so, everything happen. While I agree with I mean, Ace, I, I think it's yeah. I won't say unrealistic, but I would say that that's a very high expectation to have of her, based on the fact that. They thought all the deviants were dead. They had no reason to fight. They had no reason to level up their powers to do that. I mean, type of stuff. well, I mean, I, I feel where you're coming from. It's not necessarily about leveling up, though. It's just more about where McMillian was coming from. It's just like even if your powers wasn't, even if you really didn't do that much fighting, I would figure that after all these years, you would learn how to use your powers in some type of unique way. I mean, but I mean, if she's not fighting, if she if she's not in that mentality that I have to keep fighting deviants and protecting the human race. Then maybe she just didn't think about using my powers in in like different types of ways. I mean, she, well, she I guess that's that kind of like a cop out because Alex. their whole reason huh? she did make that tree fall. Remember when she used her powers to like turn what a piece of it to water, then made it fall on the demon yeah. and turned it into metal. That come on now, yeah. that that was in the I mean, yeah, that was in the moment. Yeah, that I mean, that was creative. Yeah, yeah, I, it was. I, but uh, another thing, I think to the point, even though I'm the one that brought it up, uh, to go against that, uh, Cersei. While we, when we saw them fighting throughout the past, they had their designated. You guys save people. We fight deviants. Mm-hmm. Gilgamesh, Cersei. Well, it was Gilgamesh, Cersei, Athena. uh Icarus, and Athena. Uh, the fast one. I forget. Athena, Athena would be like Athena. the finisher. And Makari. That's the speedster. Yeah, so those were like the uh, we engage everybody else like either heals or takes care of the other humans and tries to like work that out, right? Mm-hmm. So Cersei probably wouldn't even even when they separated probably would never even think to be like, oh, I need to start working on fighting because I've never had to I've never had to do that technically. I've just had to be around when people were, were fighting or other stuff like that. Because she even. Even when like a deviant was in her face, like around the beginning of the movie, she didn't even like really engage in it and fight it. Mm-hmm. Like it seemed like the, the most recent when they were in the present, that was like the most recent attack. Um, so I mean that's a pretty good point that Portia brought up. I was I was thinking I was like I mean if I had that ability, I'd play around with it. But then again, I'm not an eternal. I, the way they wrote the Eternals, they don't even think like normal people. So I like how you brought up that they did split the groups. So because when the movie first started we don't see all of them fighting the Deviant. We only mm-hmm. see all 10 of them show up when the fight is over. And I, she was on the side that came after the fight. So, mm-hmm. I, or would be, or would be helping humans move around as a, as the uh, Deviants came and attacked. Yeah. Like similar right. to how, um, yeah, similar to that recent fight, she basically did what you would probably imagine she did in all past fights. She put them, tried to put them all in a building, turning it into stone so it couldn't break as easily. She pretty much was mm-hmm. just playing her role. Yeah. Honestly, I kind of like that yeah. aspect about them. Not each of them. I guess not, they're not their individual heroes, to be honest. I guess the other thing is that she had to make something shape because they were shorthanded. That. They didn't have all ten. Mm-hmm. That part. And then I guess the last thing I really didn't like was. <sighs> 
Here you go. killing the demon, how she killed him. It was just like, that's that's how, like, yeah, I, yeah you caught him off guard. I'm so just glad like, you brought that up. And you want to know what went through my head when I saw that scene? <laughs> this was definitely Angelina Jolie saying, I don't want to die in this movie or I'm going to leave. And then Disney was like, okay, fine, okay. Because <laughs> I was like, she definitely should have died. Yeah. And she gonna do some shing 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 shing, and I was like, okay, it's cool. Like, go ahead, Angelina Jolie. But I was like, that oh. is a that felt like an actor request. Like, I can't die in this. <laughs> that, that was my favorite character. It was, yeah, like when I saw that, it was like, yeah, okay, you caught him off guard. That's... But I, I just feel like that was kind of cheap, though. But I was like, you know what, you gotta know. You, you I feel like him. it was you, a cheap. You, you avenged Gilgamesh. So I, you know, I'll let you ride. I feel like that. it was weird because she went into that trance. Like the whole movie, we discovered Thena has this disease. I can't remember the name of it. When the madness, eternal madness. Oh, the madness. It's not the exact it's name. Not exactly it's it's, yeah, it's not the exact name, but it's madness. Though. Just call it's PTSD. Mad something. Maddening, right? The maddening. I. I want to say to, that ain't to it. Be, that's not if, that's if we're going to dip into that, I wish they expanded on that. Because was it that she went crazy? Or was it that she started so, to no, retain it, the memories? It memory. sounded like that it was like it was, something messed up with her programming and that she was getting glimpses of what it felt like. So basically what it is, is it was, like and it turned to live so long that's what it felt like. that they just yeah. gain all those memories and stuff. And after a while, all the memories are too much for their brain and they start going mad. No, no, but, but that's I thought what, they basically. erased their memories after yeah, their mission. Correct. But for whatever reason, Thena's memories did not get erased, though. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I was like, the... The the Eternals after every mission technically are supposed to get their brains wiped. Something happened in Thena's last one where she didn't. It didn't happen all the way, and so some of those memories started coming back, and that is what caused her to think that she was on that last planet that was getting destroyed or whatever. No, that, that's that, what I was no, saying. That's what no, I was saying. Didn't. It was that something happened when they got set for this new mission on earth that she didn't lose all of her memories from the past planet that's what, that's what i was saying uh-huh. and that's yeah. but that yeah. and yeah. what yeah. i was saying is why i wish they expanded on that because if she retained some of her memories maybe that's part of the reason why she was trying to fight them mfs because she's sitting here like no this is what's going to happen but she wasn't able to express it. i wish they expanded upon that because i wanted to see why when some of those old memories came back was she trying to fight the rest of them because yeah. they just they played well, it I mean, off we, like she was just figured- crazy I mean, we figured it out, though. I mean, we, we did, we, but it's like... We know why. That's why I wish they... I wish there was an answer from her, like, why did she specifically attack them and she was like... But she, she well, was I mean, she wouldn't, she wouldn't know. She, she, wouldn't, no. know. Yeah. she wouldn't know. The only person who she, would know was Asham. Ajax. Yeah. Or Ajax. Or Ajax. Or Ajax, yeah. But the only reason I brought up um, her condition is because throughout the movie, when she when her eyes go white and she does go into mm-hmm. that trance, it's basically like she's lost all sense of self. And Correct. it was always Gilgamesh or somebody else who had to bring her back to reality. And I thought that scene was weird is because she was in the trance when Odu had picked her up and maybe she broke free because he was disguising himself as Gilgamesh. But I just don't feel like so... This whole time, you yourself could have broke out of this trance, but you wait until we fight this big deviant to no break out. I, 
No, I don't want to say this is also a part of it, but they did at the end of the movie. They were like, "Oh yeah, the emergence also increases our powers or abilities or stuff like that." So I don't know if that helps with it at all. No. But I feel no, no, no. I'm not trying to make any excuse. I'm just saying, like, I don't know if that played into it. It possibly could have. I even if it even if that is the case, though, I do agree that that was somewhat of a cheap moment because I felt like that could have been done better. I guess if that's that what they wanted. I would, I guess I would disagree with that statement because unless like their physical, like unless their, their programming and their powers are like one and the same. Intertwined? Right. I don't understand how just because I have a power boost, I can break out of my, my memory. No, I mean, like I said, it's a, like I said, it's a very lazy Excuse. Uh, yeah, very lazy. Rapper. That's why I was like, even if that is the case, I would still be like, this is cheap. And that's, that's think, what I it do, felt like to me. I do yeah. agree that that moment what felt somewhat like we don't know how to resolve this, but we know we want this character to continue somehow. Correct. So, yeah. Like, they, I don't know. They could have had Mockery come and save her or some shit. I don't know. I don't know, yeah. but it, that that movie just, just it just felt a little cheap to me. But um, other than that, that's all I have for my dislikes. All right. Um. Okay. I guess I'll go uh with mine. Uh. It's weird because this movie, like I said, like a lot of the stuff about this movie, I actually didn't dislike. It's just more felt like it was lacking something. I felt like the stuff that it was lacking was the emphasis on the relationships of these people and why it seemed to matter as a whole mm-hmm. in regards to everything that was happening. Like I knew Ajax was basically team mom, but we barely got to spend time with what the ramification, like why she was she team mom, but why, what, like what, what that all caused. Like uh, one, one thing I know a lot of people mentioned like where Icarus's betrayal didn't make sense. I actually didn't mind his thing. Cause the whole time they were showing it, like he was unfeeling. Like the first thing I noticed when he came back is like everybody else here has like human like emotions or human is doing human basically things. And you are still acting like I am Mr. Robot type of quality. So it really didn't surprise me when it was like, oh, I betrayed our mom because I was like, well, I mean, yeah, you kind of acting sociopathic. It kind of makes sense. But like the the ties that bind them felt kind of shaky in the first place because especially after they were like oh everybody else go somewhere except like Gilgamesh and uh Athena y'all stay together mm-hmm. like everything else kind of felt like I don't I, I don't know when it came back when they all came back I felt like it gelled way too well and normally people who haven't seen each other for years or whatever don't normally like get back together like that even if they are family Oh, and that sure. was something I was like, I felt like there should be a little bit more discourse or some type of thing. Like certain people should have been more selfish or not as along with it. And then also certain things felt like they were resolved too fast. Like how they were like, uh, I can't remember his name, but the uh, inventor eternal. Fastos. Fastos. Fastos was like, oh, they after World War II, Fastos gave up on humanity. And then the next time we see the immediately almost like the next scene after yeah. I believe in humanity again because I have a family and a son. And I'm like, 
I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's cool. But you you legit just told me, the audience member, that you he did not care. And then you're going to immediately 180 that. But he told and you I, that during World War II, though. I, I, I get, I get <laughs> how many years has passed. But I was like, I would have, like, I mean, it's kind of like what Ryan said. It's so many people. Yeah. It, it's like you you can't. You can't give me something and then rip it away immediately. <laughs> right. I feel you. I, I agree. Like, I agree. I guess the other thing I, I wanted to touch on was um, how they jailed back so easily. Because they were just like, um, what's that Rick and Morty when they were gathering people to do that heist? And it was like, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> yes. That's what it felt yes. like. Like They were just yeah. going around the world grabbing people. Like I haven't seen you in forever. Oh, we finna fight? Okay, let me go get my bag. I think, <laughs> I think right the main reason why they did, it wasn't as much, like, tension or anything, like, to come back was because Ajax was dead. I think that was really the catalyst. Like, okay, since Ajax is dead, I guess, you know, I'll come back with but you guys. I, the like, the thing, only one we really saw think... give tension was Druid. Yeah. Like, even Which... when he found out that Ajax was dead and everything, he still wasn't really having it. But yeah. the other thing I wanted to bring up is when they did split, it wasn't, like, we're breaking up the band type split. The only person who really had issues, like you said, was Druid. But everybody else, when Ajax was like, okay, you guys, you know, you go out and do your thing. Everybody just left. Nobody had beef with anybody. So I was like, okay, maybe they're just gelling back up so quickly because they didn't really break up because they had an issue with each other. They just broke up because Ajax told them that to well. and do your own no. thing. Yeah, that as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not disqualified in that. I'm just saying, like, I just feel like after seven thousand years, right? People become different types of people. There, but it seems like everyone was remotely, basically, the same person, even though in their stories I mean, they when, said they dressed. Do you think it was like a, a sense change. of duty? Correct. Do you think it was like a sense of duty type thing? So, some, somewhat, because I, I thought it was like, one thing I also thought was weird that Druid's whole thing was like, we are just letting them kill each other and then World War II happens and I'm like, so Druid didn't do nothing during that time. <laughs> he didn't do nothing during slavery, <laughs> even though it, back in Babylonia, he was like, we can't let them do this. And I'm like, so where were you in America, with the, he like, was in the Amazon with his have, people. He was, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, if you you're watching he, over his twenty generations, but I'm saying, like, said. but I'm saying, like, uh, he's he he had he was so dismayed or pissed off at the moment in Babylonia where they were like attacking each other, and I was just like, I can't believe that this character would legit just stay in a forest and try and not well, yeah, attempt well, well, I guess that also during major that's, conflicts. That's, that's, well, yeah, that, I guess that, was, that also goes back to the point where he was saying that. You know, I could have took over all the humans on this world, but I didn't because, you know, humans without their flaws, they're not humans anymore. So, you know, that could have been a reason why he did decide mm-hmm. to, you know, not interfere it like he really wanted to. That's and just, point. you know, chill in the Amazon I mean, like, with his Because family. think of where yeah. Babylon, think of where they, what time period Babylon was and a lot how far people. ahead War World 2 is. Mm-hmm. Like, he could have had a change of heart and that's why he didn't get involved. Right. Also, I mean, it was a I, lot less people like I said, too. I just, like it wasn't just billions I, and billions of people on the earth at people, that no, time compared to thousands, yeah, no, I don't thousands think, of years later. I mean, I don't think it, I'm just saying. Like, I, I think it goes back kind of to Ryan's point. Like, there's so much, so many people in this movie that have such different drastic changes in life and stuff like that. I feel like we needed at least to get a little bit more time with some of them, their motivations, everything. Because I feel like the only character I had a clear plot line through was Cersei, like yeah. the whole way. 
Like I, I understood think it's because they were just trying I, to make her because she was going to be the replacement. He was searching in the internals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had to give her something of why. Why do you deserve to be the leader of the Eternals? They had to give us something if that was the role that she was going to take on. And then uh, I guess somewhat also to how like Francis Ryan so, said, asked me this question, do I feel like if I had taken this movie out of like the MCU mindset, like how I feel like this is going to impact the rest. Another thing was like, I, and maybe this is my problem with it and why I rate it to it, but it's kind of hard to separate it from it when I know it exists in the universe. So I'm just like, all right, if at the end of this movie, this whole team dies, would I care? I was like, I probably know. None of the characters stood out and was like, Mate, I love you. I Like, none of them. I mean, granted, Ryan's probably going to be like, but Angel- Angelina Jolie. I did Jolie, like Lena. I did. Not I, but Annalisa Jolie. <laughs> but that, that's, that's one of your favorite actors. Like, if they were like, uh, if one of the Eternals was um, Donald Glover, I'd, be, I'd probably be already attached to him because that's one of my favorite like actors comedians and stuff like that like i'm a huge fan of his but at the same time it like that i i i I would have a hard time separating the fact that like you guys have to mean something because one like the implications of who you work for is ridiculous Mm -hmm. in terms of all of this and then two like you they made a movie about you which means you were going to have implications further but the thing is like I, i if this movie ended with you got all sacrificing yourself to stop this giant being, I, I I don't know if I'd care about like you the loss. Is my thing like not not that like probably the major thing of why I gave it a six, and I'm even saying like it could or a five point five like I'm in between that is because none of the characters made me care about them. I was I didn't care if Cersei made it back to Jon Snow. I know that's not. Not I know that's John not the character. I, I know that's not. I wanted to see more of his John name Snow. in this movie. I know that's oh. not his name in this movie. But oh, duh. you killed. You had to kill that man like that. Hey, but he finna go back in John Snow mode anyway. He finna pick up. Wait, yeah, yeah, he's going again. There he is. It's kind of crazy. But the I, king but of the north like, is back. The me. king of the north. But that's. But that's. But that's probably like my thing. I wasn't even because I didn't go into this movie with the expectation of it being actually because I already figured like you gotta. 10 people cast y'all you have to try and make me care about some of these people before y'all even throw hands and i was so i was like okay this is going this is mostly probably going to be like a character story and no emotions behind the hands being thrown no yeah there's no because the 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 villain was copy paste alien that can uh, somehow absorb your powers which i really felt like they should have touched on a little bit more but a Stick him in the neck. Stick him in the neck. Yeah, and then it was like halfway through, the real villain is Icarus, and then halfway through, and then after that, it was like, no, the real villain is Ashram, and then it was like, I was like, okay, who, who, exactly, why, exactly, (laughs) it was too, it was just too much at once, though. Like that's the thing. Like this movie, if they could have divided the cast by two. I think it would have been it would have been a better impact for the characters, but really more. Than I mean, that. I guess they I tried to do that by killing you know Ajax off at the beginning, but mm. it was still it was too many folks. Yeah. Also, feel. also something I feel like that somewhat ruined the movie. The Star Wars text crawl at the beginning, they were like, and H, they were like everything was cool until Ajax uh, stopped believing in Ajax. I was like, why would you tell me that? Before we get to see it on you screen, know crazy. I'm glad you I brought that up that because they portion. didn't even they didn't even touch on that though because they were saying that everybody was cool until some this one mission with Ajax and I was like okay 
are they going to show us the mission? I thought I guess well, for a second, I thought the Earth. I thought this was yeah, the mission. maybe technically well, I guess, this was the mission. That's why I was okay. like, that's why I was like, okay, yeah. I, why would you? That's why I mean, that's why I had the thing by the end of this movie when they finally revealed that she like was killed and everything. I was like, why would you tell me if it's central to the plot? Why would you tell me that in the text crawl? beforehand? Yeah, at yeah. the very beginning. Because yeah, I was like, I uh, when it happened, I was like, okay, Star Wars text crawl. Okay, we getting are we getting background on a previous mission? And then by the end of the movie, I'm like, the way I was saying about the, was that text crawl describing this mission? I wasn't even paying attention. Yeah. If so, crawl, that, that kind of took what, away the tension. So I agree with you, Macmillan. I think that confused me. Like now that I'm thinking about it, I was thinking that because we were getting flashbacks in the movies, that one of these flashbacks was going to be something that related to the text crawl at the beginning Mm -hmm. and now that you've connect and it they the whole mission i didn't make that connection i completely forgot about the text crawl but i thought it was going to be something (laughs) that they were going to touch on in the movie that related to it yeah so i i I don't i I mean like my dislikes aren't even necessarily like the care it's just more like somewhat ryan touched on like that i feel like they didn't give they they gave people enough time to establish their characters, not enough time to have them have weight on. I feel like the audience, um, and some of the action and stuff felt contrived, especially when you were like we're switching the villain every ten minutes, mm-hmm. and then the text crawl thing. I, I just felt like that this there was somewhat of a mess on like what message they were trying to send in terms yeah. of like what was important and what wasn't, and I feel like that kind of dropped the movie down in terms of like my connection to the characters and how I feel like this will all impact the world. Like there could be this, there could be great things that come from the Eternals movie. I don't doubt that. Cause I feel like the stuff they've established is huge. But the thing is at the end of the day, I have to ask myself, did this movie make me care about the Eternals characters enough to like, be like, Oh, this one's my favorite or something like that. No. I, I mean, I'm, I, I hope to see them again because I want them to expand upon the stuff that they've shown us. But it's not because I want to see the character. It's not because I'm like, oh, I like that character and anything like that, which I think is a uh, letdown. Because with the Avengers, I had my favorites. I had my people I wanted to see do more stuff, and this time I don't. And I think yeah. that's pretty bad for a team, you know, movie. And it could so. be what Ron was saying, like, we cared so much about the Avengers because we got to spin a significant amount of time learning about each one of them before mm-hmm. they were all meshed mm-hmm. together in one movie. Correct. So I would agree. Let's move into what we did. Like, oh, I'll shoot. Wait. I am so yeah, sorry. Be- I have not been it's able bro. to. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ralph. It's because you've been, been dropping- dropping in and out of the call. I, hey, hey, Ralph, if, if Ashram got to take you out, you know, just, just let us know. Just it, let us know. <laughs> Today, Ralph knows something. <laughs> That's why they keep dropping me out the car. They don't want me to say anything. <laughs> what celestial do you work for? <laughs> you want to turn, turn around? I, listen, I don't know. I can't say. They write my checks. Not they write your checks. Like, main celestial's not even. I mean, Eternal's not even getting paid. <laughs> I, I am special, okay. But um, I would say the things that I did not like about the movie. Number one would definitely have to be Makari and Druig's relationship. It's, it it kind of just popped out of thin air. Like, where did that happen? When did that even take place? See, 
Like so, not to interrupt you, it's just so interesting that all y'all brought that majority of the people here brought that up, and this is what I'm talking about. Like, I didn't care when that happened. I was just like, okay, cool. I was like, they together, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I don't, I, I don't, I think maybe that speaks to how much I didn't care about the characters. I don't know, but I'm sorry. That that continue. that could that could be why because I was trying. I was trying to find reason and give Marvel a chance to, you know, explain all the characters and, you know, give them a little bit of background. I feel like they did decent with, with everybody's character, giving them background and, you know, learning about each and every one of them within the two hours and what, 28 minutes that they had or something like that. I feel like they did decent. They didn't they could have they could have done better. Said so then it would have been pretty much a part two kind of movie, you know, so. Makari Druig's relationship that came out of nowhere. The love lust of Sprite being trying wanting to be with Icarus. I was I was I like uh that. that that So that, <laughs> that I feel you. They should have gave that more time too. I feel they should, you. They, now that that, that, now did that throw one me specifically, off. I will that say was like they the should have gave more time too. I'm laughing because in episode five, Ralph said he was looking forward to Sprite. And that th- listen, that threw me off. That threw me off. I was yeah. like, where where does this happen? We get when did this happen? And she got a crush. <laughs> right. Ralph said you acting brand you, new. Right, you acting real brand new out here. Why you thought today was the day? <laughs> <laughs> and then that crush, and then that crush made you betray everybody, stab your friend, and your love. What'd you I call her? Your love hey. enemy. I your guess, love. I guess the thing about it that I like was like okay i can get with this is that when we look at sprite we see sprite as a child right because of how her physical composition and the fact that she is she does have that uh that trickster personality but Mm -hmm. when we found out that she was in love with icarus it gave her a um a different layer of complexity that she is actually a grown woman and the celestials gave her this childlike body and because of that she can't live a normal life like the rest of them like the rest of them are just fitting in through time because they're fully developed men and women and she mm-hmm. is a child that and kingo even said it that when she asked kingo why he left her he was like well it gets weird when you're a child for five years and everybody can tell that you're not developing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. It I would say was weird, but it it made me see Sprite in a different way when that came yeah. out. I I would agree as well. Um that that really just kinda threw me off though when when they just introduced that that love connection with Icarus. Yeah, they probably I, I yeah, feel like I feel like they could have went a different route with her character <laughs> instead of, you know, it being her love for Icarus is which is why, you know, she went with him to try to protect the celestial that was trying to be born. They they could have went the route of giving her the the role of just trying to protect the other Eternals 
because she did do that when she, you know, did the whole magic thing of taking them away from the uh, ship. They they could have just went the route of that she's just trying to protect her her friends, you know, instead of it being. But I guess love how would reason. they portray that right there at that moment though? Huh? I said, how would they necessarily portray that right there at that moment though of her choosing to go with Icarus? If they did go that I, route, I, I, honestly, I, I, I thought she was one of Yeah, I feel like it would work first. though because in in other movies to where you know. It's it's always that one person in a group that they see, okay, you know, my friends need an improvisation, uh yeah, pretty much improv to go and think about what to do next instead of dealing with the problem that's like right in front of them. That's why I kind of mm-hmm. feel like they could have went that route of going. Because I don't know if so they would have fit with like, her character though. Well that is what well. Yeah. But basically what you're saying is like she was basically just you know, at this moment, I guess we might we're gonna we all deal with you know, I'll go with Icarus because I know at the end of the day, if we succeed, we're still going to all be alive at the end of the day. Right. So that way, you know, okay, yeah, I I, I get where you're coming from. Um, I, honestly, I did expect her to either betray Icarus or try to convince him, like, over time, like, oh, don't fight them. Let's not do this. But when she stabbed Cersei, I, I was like, oh, too. I was like, oh, this bitch betrayed everybody. Like, so yeah. I feel like her, I feel like her siding made sense like even though the love reveal was weird her sighting made sense because everybody looked to icarus to be the leader so we have everybody mm-hmm. looking at icarus to be the leader and then for sprite on top of that she's in love with him so i mean it's kind of like either i go with icarus because if i go with him i'm with icarus that's what I'm saying. Like it's I feel like it was her desire that made her go with Icarus instead of I should be fighting alongside the rest of my family. And it's going back into how she felt like when she gave that whole spiel to Cersei, like when she stabbed her and she was like, I always envied you because you always fit in. You know, you got to live and have romance and friends and i can't stay in one place for too long because then it starts looking suspicious mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i, I feel she just she made it she made an emotional choice instead of the rational choice of that we gotta stop these celestials right mm-hmm. I, I also feel that cersei's character was decently developed and you know through the movie it it kind of felt like I was watching Deku or somebody similar to like, oh, you know, I have pretty much like a level one kind of power and I have to grow into knowing the other powers. Pretty much how we watch, not not to go off on like too far of a tangent, but say Deku, when he got um, one for all, he only knew that one power. But as we go on through Deku, we lo- we start to learn that, you know, he has more than one power. And he's learning that as we go. It, it kind of felt like we got that through Cersei as well, to where she only okay. knew that she can only turn one thing into another. But when she found out that she can turn a deviant into another living matter, she was very surprised. And it was kind of kind of that similar feeling with Deku. And I felt like we got that same buildup. But it was it was too many times where she would just look so afraid 
in fights or she would just stand there instead of getting into action. Like it, I, I kind of, I kind of feel like she could have did a lot more in fights instead of just kind of yeah. standing around and of, just. Um, that was one of Ace's dislikes, and you may have dropped out yeah. during that yeah. time, Ralph. But we we did talk about the the roles everybody the played between yeah. Cersei. Yeah. I'm sorry, Ace. It's like you know, you good because like one. I'll just touch up on it real quick because one of the things they mentioned was there was like you know the Eternals were split into two groups, like you know one fighting group and the other were more support group. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I w- I'm still on the fence that you know your whole mission was to go here and fight deviants. So even if you was did have this sort of support role, you still had to have some sort of urgency in battles, right? To some degree. So, yeah. so yeah. well, I, so, I feel like I feel like she did in some some degree, and maybe because of the the fighting group, because of the powers that they had, she didn't have to use them a lot. Like she had that. That just in case Correct. she had that just in case power, <laughs> mm-hmm. like in case of emergencies. But pull this <laughs> out. And but also, everybody else, like people, everybody who was fighting on the front line had such high level powers that. Correct. Like, yeah, I feel you. But also paying attention to what they mentioned in the movie, how they how he said he set up the Eternals to not evolve. What makes it interesting is that, oh, they got their powers, and even going through the flashbacks, it doesn't seem like their powers change much. For Cersei's to evolve, I guess this is like the part of me that actually enjoyed the movie and wants to see a second one and probably a third one. I do want to see if the rest of the characters, do their powers involve? How do they change over time and what can come of it? So mm-hmm. that that's where I get okay. from that. Like, oh, Cersei, she should have used her powers to fight more. I feel like we might get that in part two. Or part three. I feel like I, their powers might evolve uh, a little bit. She, she too busy. I like she that part too two. busy. Uh, she hemmed up playing Judgment yeah. Day. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't know in part two if we go get that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe part three. Which maybe. brings me to my, I was right, but at what cost though? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, you were. Which mm-hmm. I feel like this movie is all, that's all it was for. To yeah, introduce it, the celestial, almost, but that, yeah. but who else out of the MCU would have had the rank enough to introduce them on that level? And it had to be the Eternals. Yeah, I feel you. I feel mm-hmm. you. So, oh, that. Oh well, never mind. We'll get. Well, I guess we'll get to that later. Because I was about to say, my. Uh, if anyone remembers during the thing, I was worried about like Thanos's erasure, but we got that in the uh, after credits. So yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that later. What's up, y'all? And this concludes part one of episode six, 10 Characters Too Many Eternals Movie Review. Make sure you check out part two so you can hear the rest of the discussion. And make sure you follow us on all social media platforms. Just search The Blurred Mob. And make sure you follow us on YouTube by the same channel name. And this is your neighborhood food checking out. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>